Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Conservative, not bitter indeed. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. Yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. Standing firmly, though it'd be windy over the weekend. <laughs> My goodness, I don't know if you've followed any of this Biden nonsense uh, where they said he was, I guess, basically blown off the steps heading up to Air Force One. <laughs> Air Force One. So in this short period of time, we've got Biden losing to the wind. I can't even believe I'm saying these words. And Biden also um, losing to his dog. Remember this when he got out of the shower and chased his dog and broke his foot or whatever he did to his foot. Anyway, we're supposed to believe everything's A-OK with this guy. Nothing to see here. Welcome to the program. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Thoughts, opinions, questions, adoration, and praise all accepted there. You can follow us on social media as long as our friends on social media allow us to be there. We're perma- temporarily, I should say, kicked off of YouTube, which I've shared with you a couple of times, because we dared uh, to raise questions about some of the, well, we, we dared to simply point out that there were allegations of voter fraud in a variety of states in 2020. You're not allowed to do that in this nation any longer, at least on social media, because that violates the policies and procedures of YouTube, which apparently the policies and procedures of YouTube simply mean um, you better step in line with the leftist policies and talking points or else. So if you follow us on YouTube and this somehow makes its way onto YouTube, which I'm not holding my breath, strongly encourage you to follow us elsewhere, Uh, probably not even on Facebook because that's a matter of time as well, but download the podcast, subscribe to the email newsletter, which will go out tomorrow. It's free, ToddHuffShow.com slash subscribe. Anyway, I want to start here today. I guess I want to start with Biden falling up the stairs. I don't want to talk about this too much because, uh, look, I, I've i said this before, and I'll joke about this a little bit, but I don't take any pleasure in saying, ideology aside, just as a human being, I don't take any pleasure in saying that there is clearly something wrong with the president of the United States. I don't take any pleasure in saying that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to play one on this program. But there is clearly something wrong with the president of the United States. And no, I don't mean Kamala Harris. That's just who Biden thinks is president of the United States. That's who Biden's teleprompter thinks is president of the United States, whatever the case may be. I I don't take pleasure in this. I really don't. Um, But there is clearly something wrong. When Trump was president, what, he was walking down a ramp here back, uh, what, late last year, sometime last year. And he was holding on to the rail. The media, the media and the left acted like this was this proved that something was wrong with President 
Trump, Biden wasn't even walking downstairs. Biden fell down walking up the stairs. My wife and I were out to dinner Friday night and, um, you know, I didn't, I wasn't on the phone, but after, um, I glanced out and seen it, I had seen a text from a friend later uh, after we'd spoken and or had dinner and Biden, um, he, he sent me some of these, some of these images and pictures and so forth. And so I started looking into it and I mean, it's embarrassing what happened. And then the response from the media acting as though this is um, Chuck Todd, MSNBC, or NBC. He may be on MSNBC, too. I don't know. But, hey, you know, this happens to all of us. If it hasn't happened to, happened to you, you're not a human being. If you haven't fallen, he went down, folks. He didn't just stumble. I've stumbled. We've all hit our toe on the stairs. We've trotted up a stair, and we've kind of stumbled down. Maybe in extreme cases, you even had to catch yourself with your hands but i'm going to tell you right now that the vast majority of you listening listening to my voice have not stumbled taken a couple more steps and stumbled again and fallen over to your side this is not normal and i'll tell you what else it is and it isn't the result of being blown over by the wind what the world this is what the uh the, the administration says <sighs> sorry to blow there but that's the wind here in the studio about blowing me out of the chair. What are we talking about here? A president of the United States who gets blown over by the wind. A president of the United States that breaks his foot or whatever he ended up doing. Chasing his dog as he gets out of the shower, playing with his tail. Is that the story? What is going on here? What is going on? And as interesting and as humorous, you know, of, of watching that was... And I actually prefer, there's two views. You may not have seen the one. There's actually a view from the distance off to the side. So the, the one that you've probably seen is the one that you can see kind of, you're looking, it's almost like you're standing, you know, directly in front of the stairs going up to Air Force One. But there's another view on the side. And I think it's even more comical because you see Biden bouncing up and then he's, he's gone. He disappears and he pops up and he's gone. And he's really gone because he's rolling around on the stairs or whatever he's doing. Anyway, I just, again, can you imagine if, if President Trump called Mike Pence the president of the United States? Can you imagine if President Trump fell like that instead of just walking carefully down a ramp? I just, I mean, this is, it's, it's remarkable to watch this and for people to still not see that the bias that exists in our media is, is not even bias. It is intentional in its design of the narrative. It is designed to present always in the best light those who embrace radical liberalism, the Democrat Party, the media, celebrities, Hollywood, athletes in most cases. And then for the rest of us, middle America, conservatives, Republicans, it is designed to malign and attack. And I've got some things about that later in the program as well. In fact, there's a column that, um, if I can squeeze it in today, talking about uh, whiteness. What is whiteness as a pandemic, maybe? Whiteness as a pandemic? But I want to start... <laughs> Sorry, I'm watching this video of Biden crawling up the stairs here. Just popped up <laughs> uh, on my phone again. But anyway, we've got... the, the Where I want to start today, you know, incompetence walking up the stairs is one thing. And to a certain degree, we all can 
relate to, you know, to stumbling on the stairs, not rolling around like a, you know, completely incompetent, uncoordinated, you know, individual. That's, but we can relate to, to doing that. What we can't relate to is what's happening along the southern border. If you or I were in the White House today and we were making decisions, if we were, if we came into the White House at noon on January 20th and we assessed the situation pertaining to the security of our southern border and we looked at what President Trump was doing, we would have said, you know what, let's continue that because it's actually, as Border Patrol um, agents and officials have told us, the best that the U.S. border has been in a long, in decades. In fact, there's one gentleman I saw. I think he was former acting ICE director, maybe. He was on with um, Mark Levin, which will play a smidge, a smidgen of his, of his conversation with Mark Levin on Fox News. We'll play a little bit of that next, uh, next segment. But anyway, we, th- th- he said it's the best that it's been in his career. He's now, I think, retired. He's been on the border, um, border patrol agent involved in that in that line of works for 35 years best he's ever seen it biden walks in and this is what they talk about he talks about with mark levin he said this isn't incompetence this is intentional this is intentional and i think that that's the question because i i know um i think it's a question that we need to come to grips with and ask because you hear ridiculous things that the radical left says. They're too numerous to count, right? They are. They're too numerous to count. They, for example, I, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, they deny the basic truths that we uh, – of the freedoms of our, of our constitution of, say, for example, um, the basic truth that freedom comes from God and not from government, they have a problem with the Second Amendment. They have a problem with uh, religious liberty in a lot of a lot of instances. They, I mean, I could. There's so many things to you know that is wrong with that ideology. It's really innumerous. It's too much to count. So I understand the temptation in saying that there are um, that they are incompetent. Right, the the ideas of the people who embrace that broken ideology and worldview—it's clear that they're they are going to be incompetent. But there's also something a lot more sinister at play here. We know, we know that the radical left, the Democrat Party, today's Democrat Party, again, not the rank and file Democrat, not the Union Democrat, and I hope the Union Democrat listens and pays attention to my voice. Because the today's Democrat Party is not your home. It is not your home. If you are not a radical, if you are a if you're a reasonable believer in the Constitution who happens to be a Union Democrat and, and vote Democrat because you're afraid that Republicans are going to, I guess, unite and you know disband your union or try to take away your job or try to make you work for less or whatever. Um, you're not I don't think paying attention to the full picture because the left will appease you from time to time and throw you a bone, but they do not care about, I'm telling you folks, they do not care about you. They care about your vote. They hope that you continue to cast that ballot 
for Joe Biden or whoever else is in the Democrat Party on the ticket that particular election. But they are not interested. They're not interested in really doing things that are designed to help you. They are not. They're interested in your vote. Now, you could make that accusation at some level to politicians of both sides, and I'm certainly open to to hearing that. I, I'm well aware that there are folks that do this on of every political stripe and party and so forth. But that being said, that being said, the party, the Democrat Party has completely abandoned the Union Democrat. It has completely abandoned it. If you're not a radical, if you are not a woke social justice warrior, if you are not in favor of open borders, if you're not in favor of the complete dismantling of the American economy, and by that I mean the complete replacement of capitalism with socialism, if you're not down with that, then you are not represented by today's Democrat Party. The idea that there is a strong coalition of blue dog Democrats out there is a laughable notion. They have all become radicalized. Many of them lost their seats in 2010 because they pushed Obamacare down the throats of the American people. And they paid the consequences at the polls that particular election, that midterm election. And there are not many that have regained their seats. There are, they are not. And for those that have, those that have, they are led by the likes of Nancy Pelosi in the House and Chuck Schumer in the Senate. Radicals, lunatics, folks that are uh, eager to see the foundational principles of this nation changed dramatically. Again, oftentimes for their own political benefit and personal reward because they, my friends, are in the ruling class, so they are safe and secure from any of the consequences of their idiotic policies. Anyway, so the question is, is that group, is that group, and I'm going to play this soundbite uh, from, from Mark Levin's show, is, as it pertains to the border, are they, is this an intentional thing? Many of you are nodding your head. Some people say, no, it's just incompetence. Biden comes in, and he doesn't have any idea what he's doing. He doesn't even know if he's the president. He's falling down the stairs, and I am sympathetic to that. But I want you to listen after the break to, to this soundbite, and I want you to just think through. Yes, certainly there's a degree of incompetence, a large degree of incompetence. Folks that think the things that these folks think should never be anywhere near any political office. Whatever the smallest political office is in your particular community, they are not qualified for that because they are divorced from reality. They certainly should not be senators and congresspeople and presidents or vice presidents or whatever Biden thinks he is at the moment. But anyway, timeout is in order. We're going to come back and talk about this, play this soundbite. And look at this, whether or not this is a, an intentional, strategic move the Democrats are making. They see an opportunity to – remember, when they are in power, they seek to prevent that ever from changing. And they are making decisions now that are designed – I'm telling you, you know this – that are designed to remove any, I guess, real political opposition from their paths ever – or at least for a generation, maybe more. Timeout is in order. We'll talk about this on the flip side of the break. Sit tight back here in just a minute. 
we're back. All right, so I am screwing around with this soundbite. It was, uh, it's not, it's not requeuing for me. I had this thing all queued up during the break, and now it is not there. But anyway, I'm going to summarize or set this up, and if I can get this thing to, I just don't know what's what's going on here with this thing. But if I can get this thing to to requeue up, I am going to play it, but. <laughs> Right now it's not. So basically, Mark Levin is speaking with Tom Homan about border security. And Homan comes on and he says, you know, the Biden administration is trying to blame President Trump for the crisis that we have on the border. And they are trying to do that. That is undeniable, right? So they're trying to blame President Trump. You see that there's a COVID outbreak. Um, we've reinstituted catch and release. We've stopped the policy of what's it called? Stay in Mexico policy. The policy that says if you are migrating to the United States of America illegally, if you're seeking asylum, you must remain in Mexico um, until you, your case can be heard. In the past, what would happen is, in the past, what would happen is you would have people who came to the border and would come across the border and then they would basically be released. Right now we have that again. We have catch catch and release. And so you're given a court date. Homan says that the number, the percentage of people that return for that court date is a whopping 3% is what he said, 3%. So if you release 100 people into the United States on the catch and release, I guess, program side of this, if you release 100 people, three of them show up for their court dates. I think I saw, did I just see a headline? I think I did, where Biden, his administration is considering letting people who've come into this nation illegally, whether they're seeking asylum or whatever the whatever specifically the case is. But I think I saw that they're going to allow them to pick their own court date. Did I see that? I think I did. I think I saw. Just pick a, pick a time. Go ahead and tell us when you'll be there. And that's all good because that's apparently how we're going to run our legal system here. You try that if you get, I don't know, if you get uh, in trouble with the law, if you get, I mean, they tell you when to appear, right? I just show up when you want. But his point is, we know the Democrat Party wants open borders. And why do they want open borders, right? Why do they want open borders? This is where I think some people begin to struggle. And I remember the days when I was younger. I remember I remember listening to Rush 20 years ago. I do remember this as I was managing the Standard Bread Horse Farm in the little town of Hall, Indiana. I remember... I was listening to Rush every day, some of the things he would say, and I just didn't want to believe it because in my mind, I mean, I was raised kind of, I don't know, just I think as many of you were as had this all-American kind of life. I had, a, a you know, parents who taught me and loved America. I had um, just being from a small town, there's, I don't know, I think that there's an appreciation for the great things that we have in this nation. I remember even as a little kid attending our town's sesquicentennial. I remember this. I remember all these things, waving 
You know, the flag was a sign of, or was a, still is, is a symbol of, of freedom, of liberty, of, of pride in what this nation is. And it's hard to come to grips, I think. It's hard to come to grips with the fact that some people refuse to believe that. They hate this country. They hate it. They hate it as founded. They don't like the Bill of Rights. They don't like the idea that government doesn't have authority over you. They don't like that the Constitution limited the powers of the government because the people who seek power in the government are trying to do something for your own good. At least that's what they want us to believe. The founders were so much wiser, so much more street smart, intelligent than that. They understood that government is at its best a necessary evil, and that needs to be limited. Power and control are not something desirable. Force is not a good thing, and government is at its core force. And the founders understood that when people have power and authority, that they wield that in very, very terrible ways. And they witnessed that firsthand from the King of England. In fact, if you read the Declaration of Independence, you'll see a series, that's what it is, a series of grievances the founders had against the king, the king of England, a series of grievances, a series of things, dozens of things, in fact, that the king had done that violated the rights of the colonists. And they went through these and they listed them really one by one, effectively, pointing out how many times they had tried But the founders understood that, and there are people in positions of power today, in positions of media today, who have no idea the threat. They don't care the threat that big government brings along with it. You hear people clamoring and praising communism and socialism, and they are completely unaware, unconcerned, just not bothered whatsoever at the death toll of communism, which, my friends, is remarkable. Studies have shown 100 million plus killed in the 20th century, and that's in the 1900s in case I've got a millennial tuned in. I'm kidding. Take it easy. I'm just messing. But the 20th century, 100 million plus people killed by their own governments. Stalin's government, Mao's government, you know, Mao, the same Mao that... Uh, Christmas ornaments will find his, you know, Mao ornaments will find their way on Democrat leaders' Christmas trees and so forth. You've got um, Pol Pot, you've got Fidel Castro, you've got, uh, man, I'm forgetting some. There's Hugo Chavez. 100 million people killed by their own Hitler, of course, killed by their own governments for no reason other than. I mean, just they they disagreed with the government. They didn't fit the ethnic or racial profile the government thought that they should have in the case of, say, Hitler. Uh, It's it's remarkable what's happened before our very eyes. Yet they clamor for more of these of these principles from the broken the broken ideology of communism. They clamor for more of it. They don't understand its its danger. They don't understand human nature. They don't understand. Why they're, why it's vitally important that government be limited. They don't understand that. They don't care. They just are, I guess, I guess they're drunk on the power and authority that it brings. 
And so Democrats today, the Democrat Party today, they don't like our country. They simply do not. They don't like it. They'll they'll make accusations um, about the country in its current state and why it's a problem. It's usually a problem in their minds because of white Christian men or some such thing. And I'm referencing some stupid article on the pandemic of whiteness. (laughs) But so this is the narrative, the story. In fact, as I've said before, I don't know why people would want to come to a nation. Why would you want to illegally enter a nation described that, you know, described in such a way as the left describes this country? Why would people flock to this country? If, If that was, if the country they were describing was the country that really was, Why would anyone want to come here? Wouldn't people be leaving, in fact? Turns out that that's not the way that it works, and they refuse to accept reality. And so they will change this way, come hell or high water, some way, somehow. And one way to do that, one way to do that is to open the border to make large numbers of people, citizens and voters in this great nation, to make them, uh, to give them the right to vote, whether they be, you know, criminals, they, you know, they want to they give uh, convicted felons the rights to vote now, whether they're illegal aliens, they want to give these folks the right to vote. And the idea is, you know, we made you citizens, we're here to help you, we're going to take care of you, as a result, give us your vote. And they look at the numbers and they say, hey, We've got 65% of the Hispanic vote. The more the more Central American voters we can let in. I know this sounds heartless, but this is how I'm telling you. It's how they, you know what it is. It's how they look at it. It's how they absolutely look at this. And so they've talked about open borders before, but instead of implementing them through some policy, why not just overwhelm the system and let it break, right? That's the point here that, Mr. Homan is is making. Let's overwhelm the system. Let's let it break. Let's let it take care of itself. And oh, in the mean, meantime, as a result of this, what we're going to have is permanent control, lifetime control over the federal government. That is what they seek. That's what these election re- reform laws have to do. H.R. 1, the For the People Act. Give me a break. It's not for the people. It's for the Democrat Party. Long in this segment. Timeout's in order. Sit tight back here in just a minute. program brought to you in part by our friends at Ward's Apparel. Gotten to know John well. Good guy. Good company. Ward's Apparel in Mooresville. Indiana's largest jean and fashion store. And they are, you know, they kind of specialize in, in providing or I guess uh Getting those hard to find sizes um, of of jean, and they they stock they stock these. And so, if you're looking for someone that provides a quality that stands behind their product, great service. I encourage you to check out Ward's Apparel. 
317-831-3773 or visit wards-apparel.com. So let's play, God willing here, I had trouble with this soundbite. Let's listen to Tom Homan on Mark Levin talking about the differences, I guess, between the Trump administration on the border and the Biden administration on the border. Here it is. The fact that he gave us the most secure border this is in my career, which is almost 35 years. I started in 1984 as a border patrol agent. I spent my entire career on border enforcement, immigration enforcement, and President Trump got it right. He had unprecedented success on that border. He got agreements with Central America no other president was able to get. He got agreements from Mexico to Mexico finally to stand up and protect her southern border and northern border. He had, to, he had to remain a Mexico program, which, is, which was great out-of-the-box thinking, because President Trump understood that 90% of the Central Americans that come to our border and claim asylum never get relief from U.S. courts because they simply don't qualify. That data that, that is easily available on the Department of Justice website. Anybody can look at it. And, and I doubt President Biden has looked at it or Alejandro Mayorkas has looked at it because if they did, then they're facilitating immigration fraud on the border. It just ignore that. 90% of Central Americans don't, don't get relief from U.S. courts that claim asylum. And if you look at the Department of Homeland Security life cycle report, less than 3%, less than 3%, of all Central Americans who get ordered removed by a federal judge have left this country. So knowing that 90% don't qualify and less than 3% leave as ordered by a federal judge, what's your answer? Open the border, let them come in. This, this, is, this is incompetence. This isn't foolishness. This is by design, Mark. I said, it, I said back in July 2020, I wrote an op-ed saying if Joe Biden becomes president, we lose the border. Joe Biden has sold out this country to the progressive left to win an election. He's a different person than he was when he was vice president during the first surge in 14-15. Alejandro Mayorkas is a different person than he was in FY 14-15 when he was deputy secretary. They know it causes surges. They know how to stop them because I was there and we stopped it. They're doing the complete opposite of what will stop this surge. How do we stop it in 14-15 when Mr. Mayorkas was deputy secretary? We built detention facilities, thousands of them. We held people long enough to see a judge. We let ICE remove them, and we took away the enticements. What are they doing now? They're not detaining them. They're releasing them as soon as they can, within three days. ICE has been decapitated. They lost 90% of their authority. They're not executing judges' orders. And we keep throwing out more enticements. This isn't incompetence. This is by design. This is an open borders agenda that we all knew was coming. Okay, so a lot there to unpack, and... I'm just happy we got the soundbite. I misspoke earlier in listening to that. I told you that he said 3% show up for their court date. That is not what he said. Got to correct myself when I realize that I'm incorrect here. He instead said 3%, less than 3%, who are ordered removed from this country actually get removed. So to his larger point here, and I've got to take a break. To his larger point, the larger point is... Why go to the trouble if you're the Democrats and face all this political fallback and consequence? Why go to the trouble of defunding ICE? Why go to the trouble of letting the media into these um, detention facilities, which they're not letting happen? You know, why go to the trouble of passing legislation that's going to be controversial and which 
may cause you to lose an election in 2022. Why do that when you can simply when you can simply let the system get overwhelmed, you can play in a sense of victim. Hey, this is something I didn't this is something that was unpredictable, un, unprecedented, right? This was the, the the surge was too much for us to handle. We're trying to handle these things as as uh, in a humanitarian way this is of course trump's fault we know trump wasn't a humanitarian at all he hated people especially people that didn't look like him this is the narrative i'm not saying it's the least bit true but this is the narrative one of those is politically easier unless you have a group of voters who are aware and don't fall for this nonsense this is so patronizing and stupid to think that they are not responsible for this and that they should not be held responsible in the you know in an election but they get away with it i mean i'm looking at this now single adults at the uh, encounters at the southwest border on fox news 188% increase 188% increase folks that is and that is knowingly creating circumstances whereby we have this problem along the southern border unmitigated disaster unmitigated disaster we're 60 or so days in 60 60 60 whatever 62 whatever it is <sighs> buckle up we got a heck of a ride here for these next couple of years gotta take a break sit tight back here in just a minute <laughs> of all this the biden administration wants you to believe the border is closed the border is closed as though no one is coming across the is that are we supposed to believe that no one is coming across the border right now it's closed is that how is that how easy this is we flip we snap our fingers and suddenly the border is impenetrable is that how this works It's just, it's a remarkable thing to witness. It really is. In fact, we had the DHS, uh, what, no, DHS secretary here on some outfit yesterday talking about this, saying that they have a, with Chuck Todd, Mayorkas, NBC News, saying we have a short-term plan, a medium-term plan, and a long-term plan. And the president and I have spoken to uh, spoken to this repeatedly. Please remember something. President Donald Trump dismantled the orderly, humane, and efficient way of allowing children to make their claims under United States law in their home countries. If 90% don't qualify for asylum, if 90% don't qualify, as Mr. Homan said in the clip I played last segment, what, how is this, how is this humane? Look, folks, at the end of the day, these are, these are people, right? I mean, and sometimes when we're talking about the policy and the politics of this, it's, I don't want you to think I ever forget that because I don't. These are people that want a better life. But folks, there's lots of people that want a better life. We are not equipped to take all of them. Again, the, the, the best solution to help people um, the most people is to insist that we export the ideas, if you will, not as though we get rid of them, but to spread the ideas 
that have made this country great. The very ideas that the radical left and the Democrat Party despise. They ridicule. They criticize. They don't stand up for the ideas that made this nation prosperous and just a, a beacon of light to the world. In fact, they, will, they don't even acknowledge that fact. They don't even acknowledge that that is reality. And as such, how are we going to export those ideas or share those ideas with the rest of the world so that they can you know, begin to become more prosperous and have the benefits that we've had, the blessings of Almighty God here in this country? How are they going to do that when they don't like those ideas, when those ideas stand diametrically opposed to their ideology and their belief system? It won't happen. It will not happen. So apparently the border's closed. <laughs> Something without a wall. I mean, it's just it's the stupid talk. They're sending everybody back who's an adult, single adults back. I just, how do we know any of this? They won't let the media around. These folks have desires to do things that they don't tell us. They just don't tell us. Look, we just want we want votes. Then why don't they just tell us that? The media would probably cover for them anyway. Time out is needed. Back here in just a minute. So I want to tell you there's a couple things on the radar this week that I want to get to. I do want to get to here. Um, One of those things is this article I read over the weekend, Whiteness is a Pandemic. (laughs) Yes, it's as good as it sounds. Whiteness is a Pandemic. And additionally, I want to talk about the filibuster. Um, That's something that's percolating here in the background that is very, very important. I want to share that with you, have a discussion as this week goes on, but I've got to go. Have a great week. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care.